On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I talk about the 76ers finally having an opponent. And that is the Boston Celtics hosting the 76ers for round number two. What does it mean? How do you feel? Initial reaction to it all right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome. You are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia alongside my co-host Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer for TheInquire.com. What's happening, Keith? What's popping, D? How you doing, Um, bro? Finally, we have an opponent for round number two. That's what's popping. I'm sure the Sixers are thrilled as well. We thank everybody before we get started for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, we need to talk about the 76ers, how much time they've had off the floor for games and how much this might hurt them maybe benefit them in this game one against the Boston Celtics, maybe in a little update or not on Joel Embiid. And also uh, we need to start off with the initial reaction to the Hawks losing to the Celtics in game six at home, stretching it though out to six. And again, how much that might help the Philadelphia 76ers. So Keith, that is it. The final went uh, went to, uh, on uh, Thursday night, Hawks falling to the Celtics, Celtics advancing to host the Sixers for the second round matchup and um this is what we expected the entire time we thought it would be a little bit earlier with the games getting underway on saturday but instead they will now start on monday in boston and we have a start time which is 7 30 for game number one we have start times for games two three and four as well but for game number one a 7 30 start time on monday night in boston keith your initial reaction after seeing the game witnessing it and uh, now understanding that the Sixers will be taking on the Boston Celtics. You know, I mean, it's it's like you said, it's one of those things where you always expected it to be this way. But then it got to a point where I was like, man, dang, I was hoping to see a game seven. Yeah, (laughs) just selfishly, right. Yeah, it's like, yo, they're going to play on Monday no matter what. Let's see a a game seven, see what Atlanta can do. But, you know, initially, you know, I, I think that, this is kind of like what PJ Tucker said a couple days ago or a week ago now that this was this matchup that everybody wanted to see. And it is true. Like you wanted to see the Sixers against Milwaukee or Boston. And and now like I'm looking at this as if the winner of this game is going to go to the NBA finals. Right. Yeah. But, but it's, it's to me is a tough matchup for the Sixers. I mean, just because, you know, I, I know we saw some chinks in, in Boston's armor, so to speak, against the Atlanta Hawks. But the NBA is all about matchups. And and, and I think uh, Boston matches up well against the 76ers. Um, initially, I, I just, like, think it's going to be a tough one for them. But and, – and, and that also has to include with Joel Embiid being injured um, – you know, things like that. James Harden not really shooting the ball well as of late. Um, playing games every other day up until 
there's a game seven, then it'll be like three days in between or two days in between. So when you factor all that stuff in, it's kind of like, to me, I'm looking at this like it's going to be a tough one for the 76ers. I look at this one, and the first thing I think of, of course, is the 3-1 record. Where or the let's go the in the in the in the reverse the one and three record the Sixers had against the Boston Celtics this past season, uh, but I also do look at games three and four, uh, game three at home, and and you look at game one and if you look at game one and you say, all right, game one of the season it was a barometer for us to see them start off against the Boston Celtics. That's why it was the first game of the entire season. That's why it was a a marquee. Uh, game as well uh, for the 76ers and the Celtics to begin the uh, tip off the NBA schedule to rivals beginning the season. And the Sixers got it handed to them in Boston. We still didn't have a lot of answers at that point of who this basketball team is. Boston is who Boston is. It was more about the coach and just adding Malcolm Brogdon at that point. And when you got to game two, they beat the Sixers. There's just no reason there. They beat the Sixers, and they did so without three of their starters in the starting lineup and then losing Jalen Brown in the game. They beat the Sixers. So then I go to games three and four where, where I personally looked at them and said, this is a test for me that I need to see them beat this team. Although they lost game three on a shot that Jason Tatum hit to beat them at the buzzer, basically what well, well, under two seconds left uh, to give them the 110-107 lead. Embiid heaved a 70-plus foot three-pointer from the other end, just threw it full length of the court and made it, uh, which would have forced it into overtime had he got it off uh, in just just enough time, but he did not. They lose that game by three. They beat them after Joel Embiid hangs 52 on the Celtics, and I believe the final score, Sixers won by five. So with that, I look at that and I say, at least at home, Keith, that, Eight points separated the two teams, one win, one loss for the 76ers. And I feel like they can compete with them. Uh, The thing that has been with the Celtics has just been, again, some of the issues that they have figuring out their defense, not defending the three-point line as well as they should. Timely shots by some of the role players, not even the stars, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, in this case for the Celtics. It's more about when Al Horford, like in game three, Keith, hits five three-pointers in that third quarter. I think it was five, but he definitely hit three consecutive three-pointers that forced Doc Rivers to call a timeout as the Sixers led by a lot of points there in that third frame. Then you have the Blake Griffin, Grant Williams piece of it in game two, Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon also doing damage against the Sixers. It always seems like it's the other guys against the Sixers with some turnovers, some bad runs that they don't stop by the Boston Celtics that hurt them. But these are things that I think are correctable for this basketball team. So I'm really looking forward to this one. And we know that this series is going to tell us a lot about who this team is, the makeup, all these things that they've talked about, how this is different, how the toughness is there. Well, Keith, the number one thing about toughness in general, got a little bit of an answer in that Brooklyn series in game four without Joel Embiid. But now we're really going to be told who this team might be. And that test of toughness will be answered against this Boston Celtics squad. Yeah, I agree 100%. It's going to be answered against that squad. But, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's just one of those things where, like you said, they kept making the same mistakes over and over again. And it, it's, it's kind of like the thing that concerns me is just Joel's mobility, right? Um, because 
he was giving up. He was just allowing guys or saying, hey, look, if they go out in the perimeter, I'm not going out there to guard them. So now you, somebody has to go out there and guard them because you talk about Al Horford hitting those threes. Um, before that, it was Blake Griffin who was draining them, you know? So, you know, it, it's one of those things where it was the same thing. They was like losing or the same way each game. And the games were close, like you said, but it just seems like Boston was able to take advantage of stuff. And as good as Paul Reed has played, he struggled mightily against Boston this year, too. It's going to be a nice test against Robert Williams. Robert Williams not starting recently, coming off the bench. Paul Reed, re- reserve, of course, playing behind Embiid. Maybe Embiid can't go 37, 38, 39 plus minutes. Paul Reed is going to have to get some of those and very, very interested to see how he performs in his uh, now stepped up duty as the primary backup and I'd be very curious to see if Doc Rivers decides to change things up a little bit also if it's not working uh, behind Joel Embiid. All right, Keith, uh, come back on the other side and we need to talk about the rest. Do you feel like after being at practice, seeing these guys, talking to the players, talking to the coaches, that this is helping them or hurting them? They've been trying to simulate games. They're running a little bit more to try to get these things in. We heard some, some, uh, some, some real loud uh, cheers from the uh, gym before we were let in because they seemed like they were having a lively practice. So we'll get some of your thoughts on some of those things that we were able to un- unearth on Thursday while they're at the gym. We'll do that next right here on Locked On 76ers. But first, I got to tell you about, you know, eBay and eBay Motors and for a championship team. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Not the second, not the third, right away the first time. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay, guaranteed fit only. Available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We'll talk about some positives of how this keys, positive keys the Sixers can win the series and maybe jump into some of the things that we may have more concerns about when it comes to the Sixers and the Boston Celtics. That'll be tomorrow on our next episode. All right, Keith, the time off they have had. They last played on Saturday, uh, the 76ers did. That was a long time ago last week. It'll be a full week on Saturday, tomorrow, and then they won't play for another three days until Monday night. So we're looking at a full basically nine and a half days. These guys have not played a competitive basketball game. How do you look at this one? Do you see it more of a positive because of the rest of Embiid? But if that wasn't the only case of just the rest for Embiid, do you also look at that as a negative because of the lack of time and how much will it help them that Boston did go this full run through six <clears throat> games? You know, that's a tough one because, I mean, when you look at it, you need Embiid to be healthy, right? And as much as, you know, 
you know, Doc says, you know, he, he doesn't want to get iced out. He, he wants to keep the guys healthy, keep them fresh. You know, this is a huge tournament. I mean, a huge uh, playoff series for the Sixers. And I feel as if that the as, however long it takes for Joel Embiid to get healthy, however long it takes for James Harden to get um, some pressure off his Achilles, you know, uh, that P.J. Tucker caresses calf muscles, you know, things like that. You know, I, I feel like it's going to benefit them. I mean, I do. And now, again, they might be a little rusty in game one, but at the same time, I mean, I'd rather have a ru- rusty Sixers team with James Harden Achilles feeling well and Joel Embiid feeling a whole lot better as opposed to a well-rested Sixers team with James being hampered by his Achilles and no Joel. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, I I feel like the rest is good and it's going to benefit the Sixers. I actually do too. Um, We may see them be a a little rusty uh, from the start. As long as they don't dig themselves in too much of a hole, I think they'll be okay. Now, does that mean they'll win game one? I don't know. Sometimes you see these things where it goes the other way, Keith, and they'll go out and they'll shoot 60% in the first quarter because they're so jacked up to get out there on the floor and do the things, you know, they'll start off with like a 15-4 start in the first quarter. And we're like, oh, I guess the rest didn't hurt them all that much. And then Boston will make a run and it'll be a competitive game. But there are benefits in both uh, being able to rest the way that they need to rest, which is always good. Uh, the tough part, as Doc Rivers said when we were there, it's about that rhythm that, you know, that's a little bit concerning because they had a good rhythm playing in the four games against the Brooklyn Nets. And have they lost it because of not being able to play these games, being out there on the floor? This is the longest time he's had as a coach or a player where he has had any time from, you know, the start of a series or the end of a series to the start of the next one. And he even mentioned, Keith, as as we were there, that – he 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 thinks his training camps are even shorter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of being able to get back out there on the floor. So I'm in agreement with you. I think it also, as much as we may look at it and just talk about it because it's the Sixers and we can look at it as a possible negative, it's also looking at what well, we can look at it as a positive, man, and say that this might be able to help them a little bit because the Boston and Atlanta did beat each other up. And in this case, the Sixers were back there resting, especially the big fella. Yeah, yeah, yep. It's a big ben- big bonus. Yep, no doubt about it, man. All right, well, final one for us. We also have to get into uh, some of the sights and sounds from practice. Uh, not a lot going on, of course, because they haven't had games, but we'll take some people into the gym with some of the things that we can share from what we saw at practice earlier uh, on Thursday. We'll do that in our final segment right here, Locked On 76ers. Well, I got to talk to the people about I bought it, Keith, because when we are now in the summer months, spring heading into the summer months, I know a lot of people travel and they are also using their streaming services. But sometimes, Keith, when you do those things during the spring and summer and you're traveling, you forget about some things and you forget about certain things. You forget about how you spend your money or buying these gifts and buying these uh, travel things that you need for going to this place and that place, some new clothes. How about that? Well, you know, maybe some groceries, school shopping at the end of the school year and getting a little something, though, for yourself. You know you're already doing it, so why not get cash back for it with Ibotta? Watching your closet grow after purchasing all of the latest season trends? Well, how about also watching your cash back grow 
with each purchase. And that is courtesy of Ibotta. The average Ibotta users uh, are $120 a year in real cash back. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Or you can use their cash back to buy that flight you've been eyeing. Maybe that game you're dying to go to now that Philadelphia and Boston, their series is all set. You can use that money to do that. Or maybe take your loved one out on a fancy dinner that you've been craving. Ibotta gives you real cash back, not points. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or even gift cards. You earn your cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers. To Also, when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and much more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners, Keith, $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKED. All right, welcome back. Locked on 76 is our final segment here on this on this uh, day here. And Keith, some of the sights and sounds, man. What are some things you saw in practice as we were in there, when we walked, when we walked in, they were doing like this uh, layup line in in a big circle, of course, of a full court layup line of all the players except for Embiid, James Harden, PJ Tucker out there, everybody's out there. A full layup line, uh, one court to the one one uh, court to the other, ninety four feet layup line, and Doc Rivers mentioned that he did that because they just need to keep some conditioning in there. Yeah, I mean that's what it looks like. I mean, and, and then they scrimmaged again today. They it was a spirited practice to me, you know, they, the things that they were doing. Um, so I mean, it, and they've been doing and they they scrimmaged what yesterday as well, mm-hmm. two days ago. So I mean, they're doing whatever they can to remain fresh, you know. I, I think they're probably getting some other things in that Doc isn't saying, you know, like because yeah. you got to do some game planning. Yeah. whatsoever. I mean, you have to do that. I mean, but basically they already know they played Boston four times. That's their arch rival. So they basically have an idea of what uh, what they'll see. But, yeah, I mean, I'm taking that. They're trying to get these guys as conditioned as much as possible as a way to keep their sharpness. Uh, it was good to see James Harden out there, to your point. Uh, sometimes we see him post-practice shooting around and stuff. But he was he was out there for a while, whether it was shooting some jumpers, shooting some free throws, going through the one on one drills with he, Maxie, and I think it was was it DeAnthony Melton that I saw down that end? Um yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they were doing there. And then of course they were throwing the football like they often do a, a little bit at the end between he and Tyrese Maxie. Uh, but also talking to Tyrese, I mean Tobias Harris, talking to Shake Milton. Um, Paul Reed uh, speaking as well. Uh, the guys just seem like they're just ready to go, man. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are they're eager to play. No doubt. No doubt. It looked like a, a fuller gym today or Thursday when we were there. More full in there. I would agree. I would agree. I mean, it just I don't seemed... know if it was the coaches from the G League or just some I, whatever it was. Yeah, they had the coaches from the G League there observing practice. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a lot of people. I mean, executives. Yeah, it was a lot of people in there. 
you know, it, but, and then also it probably when you see all those guys running up and down too, it looks like there's more in there, but, but it yeah, sure it did. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it was like 20 guys up and down that court. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it did. And I, I saw Lewis King. I, did you see Mac McClung? I didn't see. I didn't see him. I didn't. Yeah. See I saw him. Lewis King, Jaden Springer, but I didn't see Mac McClung. Not to say that he wasn't there, but you know, just saying that there seemed like more players in there than normal or more people in the gym than normal. And we won't be back in there until the weekend before they split, leave on Sunday, head to Boston for the game on Monday. Keith, as always, fun. And we know, folks, not a lot there because they've been off for a bunch of days, a full week on Saturday. Uh, But we just wanted to make sure that, of course, we bring you something to talk about with this team, especially now knowing who the matchup is. We'll dive a little bit deeper into it, some positives that we can look at the 76ers actually winning this series and maybe some things that, again, that will hold them back from advancing. It's a big series, big series, and uh, that would be huge for them to defeat the Boston Celtics because, as Keith mentioned, when you look at that with Miami and now uh, New York facing off in the other matchup, the 4-8 matchup, right? Yeah, Mm 4-8 matchup uh, where the Sixers and the Celtics are the 2-3 matchup. The path is there, man. The path is there. Home court advantage for both Boston and Philadelphia throughout the playoffs, including the NBA Finals, should either one of those teams get there. It's there. Listen, everybody, we thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow on the show, we will get into a little bit more. Again, some keys that we see are a pathway to the Sixers winning this series. We'll do that tomorrow. Uh, Keith, do you mind letting the good folks know where they can find us? Yeah, you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast at. Like he said, D said it's free and available. But also what you can do is you can um, go and download this app. Um, or not only download it, but what you can do is when you go to the YouTube channel, what you do is you click on the Liberty Bell when you get to the YouTube channel and you become a new subscriber. When you do that, you, of course, you get stuff in your inbox letting you know when we have a new podcast. But you can also listen to my man D tonight on, on, on Friday, on Friday, on the Divine Giving Show. And D, you're going to be on there from 6 to 10 or 6 to midnight? 6 to 10. I'm not doing, I'm not doing another marathon. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so he's going to be on there from 6 to 10 tonight. A lot of, a lot of second and third round coverage for the, for the NFL draft. Yeah, so yeah, so he's going he's going to be in there from six to ten tonight on ninety seven five FM. But in addition to listen to him, make sure you follow him on on Twitter at Divine G nine seven five. That's Divine G nine seven five. You can follow me at Pompey on Sixers, and you can follow me um, in the Philadelphia Inquirer Inquirer dot com. Keith, have a great rest of your day, man. Uh, we'll talk to you later. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening and watching. As always, really appreciate it. Talk to you tomorrow. Peace.